Good morning, fight fans. It is episode 142 of the Fight Library. I am your host, Blaine Henry, and today we are talking UFC Vegas 9 Aftermath, and we're looking forward to UFC Vegas 11. More on why I'm skipping 10 um, shortly here. So, uh, before we get into the episode, please drop a sub, drop a review. It is great for the channel. It would greatly uh, be appreciated by myself because I'm the co-host and the host and the guest a lot of times, too. I don't know. Anyways, guys, so let's play some music and we will dive right in. Alright, so UFC Vegas 9, I missed the entire card, and I'm still going to talk about it. Um, me and the missus went to the movies. We, we, we love the movies, and it's kind of our thing. And we went and saw Tenet, which is a Christopher Nolan film, and it was a great movie. I really enjoyed it. I don't know if she enjoyed it. She fell asleep. I don't know if she was in the mindset of thinking movie, because anytime Christopher Nolan directs a movie, there's time shenanigans. And guess what? This one had it. Uh, Tenet was a really good movie. I, if, you, if you're the thinking type that likes these kind of movies, if you liked Inception and Interstellar and Dunkirk, you'll love, uh, you'll love Tenet. It was intense, especially the battle scene at the end. It was uh, wild, to say the least. Anyways, guys, y'all don't care about movies. Y'all don't come here for movies. Y'all come here for fights. So the reason I bring Tenet up is because I missed the fights. I went back and watched a couple fights, and by a couple I mean two. I watched Michelle Pareja and the Overeem fight. Because that's the two I talked about last week on uh, UFC Vegas 8 that I was looking forward to. Um, OSP murked Alonzo Minifield, so that happened. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a good card. Uh, down to seven, it was really weird, you know, having so few cards... I got out of the movie. I'm like, oh, the fight's over. Wow, that was quick. I forget that there were seven on the card. So I'm going to dive right in to Michelle Pareja. We talked last week about it depends on what Michelle Pareja shows up. If Michelle Pareja shows up and does his uh, Danny Roberts flippy stuff, not going to cut it. And that's not going to cut it from here on out. But if he looks good against, because uh, you know we all, he, he got humbled by Tristan Connolly after doing all the flipping and dominating in round one, he got wrestled to death, and everybody's oh he doesn't have cardio yada yada this and that. He came into the Diego Sanchez fight next, and he looked really good. As a matter of fact, he um, beat Diego for the most part until it was in the legal knee in the third round, and Diego's like nope I'm a veteran I know what to do. We called that cheesy last week, and it's still cheesy, but you get what I'm getting at. Michelle came into this fight, and he did the same thing with uh, Diego Sanchez, but better. He was a little bit more showboaty. He, a couple Showtime kicks, a Showtime Superman punch, which was really weird. I liked it. Uh, was slapping uh, his opponent around. It was an interesting showing, and... The commentary, I forget if it was Felder or DC. I don't remember who was quite on the booth, honestly. I don't really pay attention to it much of the time. 
But I did catch that they were like, at the end of the second round, I was like, he's not even sweating yet. And Pareja showed that he's um, got cardio. And let's be honest, if you're running around like crazy and doing flips and stuff, and then you decide to not do flips, you're going to have cardio. And that's what Pareja showed us. His cardio is not bad. It's just he, he he's bad at managing cardio. <clears throat> he's bad at. Well, he he's not really bad at it. You know, he's never had to rely on it. So Pereja he calls out Jorge Masvidal, and I, I I happen to think Pereja looks like a Brazilian Jorge Masvidal, which is funny. Um, not fighting like looks wise. You know, he's got the long hair, pent up. And the uh, beard. They've got similar builds. You know, they're both swole. Yeah. So, Pereja, he looked good. I, he was high-flying, but he was still, f- like, reserved. And at the end of the third round, he didn't look like he broke a sweat. Um, I'd like to see him take on another wrestler. You know, Connolly dominated him. Uh, Mickey Gall's my choice for that. Mickey's fighting Miguel Beza uh, this coming weekend on the card I'm not watching. So, yeah. Uh, win or lose, Mickey Gall and Michelle Pereja needs to happen. Uh, if, if the UFC is keen on letting him work on his takedown defense a little bit more, Munir Aziz made his UFC debut, and he looked fantastic against, uh, who was it? Abdul Razak Hassan. Al Hassan, I'm sorry. Um, a very dangerous striker, and Munir looked really good against that. So if we're going to go for just straight fireworks, Munir and Pereja is a fight. Uh, Munir is, is Moroccan and fun. And we know that going into his first fight. And he proved it even more. So, yeah, I like that. Let's move on to the main event. Um, Overeem basically out-veterans Augusto Sakai. It was weird. Um, Overeem looked a bit scared in the first couple rounds. And I, I don't say scared as in, like, oh, don't hit me. But, like, he looked more trigger-shy. He didn't want to pull the trigger. So we saw Sakai pushing Overeem against the fence and working in the clinch with some elbows and knees, you know, what Overeem's known for. Um, so, you know, I was really, um, Sakai I'm still high on. I think he's actually a decent prospect, even though his gut's really shaky and it's like he lost a lot of weight. I get past that when I watch him kickbox. Especially for a heavyweight, he's really, really fun to watch. Sakai, though, he was out-wrestled by Overeem. <clears throat> Got to clear my throat. I'm sorry, fellas. He was uh, really, really, really out-wrestled. Um, just drugged to the ground, honestly. And beat up when he was on the ground. It was it was rough. Uh, I'd like to see him fight Alexei Olenek next. That's my first choice. Olenek is a uh, great grappler, as we already know. You know. The Ezekiel choke, blah, blah. I'd like to see him have to fight someone who can get him to the ground. And I'd like to see him work on getting up. Seems to be a common thing I talk about in these Aftermath written articles and podcasts. So yeah, I'd like to see it and hopefully that happens. If not, Cyril Ghan is the guy. He's fighting Abdurakhimov, or however you say his last name. I can't, these Russian guys kill me. Fighting Shamil. And uh, I think in like two weeks or on the Adesanya card, something like that. So I'd like to see him face the winner of that, preferably Cyril Gaon, 
as just a uh, kickboxing match. That'd be really, really fun. Gone really lit up the world in glory, and that's how he got into the UFC. Overeem, he's, like I said, he's on the uh, one last ride train. Uh, final attempted goal. You know, he, fight, he fought Rosenstrike, and, you know, he, he, he fought almost perfect that fight. He, he was careful. He didn't let his guard down except for two seconds. And those two seconds did him in. We all know the last second knockout, the split lip. Comes back against Walt Harrison, gets a win, and now he beat Augusto Sakai. So they're testing his chin for sure. Um, so, you know, Reem's ground and pound has always been rough, devastating. He comes with elbows, and it's the best probably in the heavyweight division, if not the, the top three for sure, even at his age. You can tell Overeem's age is getting to him, though. You know, he's not as in shape as he used to be. That's A, the juice, and B, the age. I I want to see Overeem win a title. I really do. I'd like to see him beat Stipe. But he won't. And that hurts. But anyways. So who's next? Uh, obviously, Jarcinio Rosa Strike rematch. That's the one I want to see. Rosa Strike's coming off of a uh, win over Dos Santos after being flatlined by uh, Nganyu. So, they need to run that one back. It went five rounds, I think. Three rounds? I don't know. The last round they went and over him got knocked out. So, they need to do that again. Uh, they just need to run it back. If the UFC wants to give over him his last shot at the title, Blades and Lewis winner. Um, and the reason I picked that fight, you know, John Jones is an option out there, too. He's throwing his name in the hat, but likely won't get. But top of the division for Overeem is is really, really stacked. Uh, you know, Stipe Miocic is likely fighting Francis Ngannou next or John Jones. So he will need a fight in the meantime. He can't just sit and wait. So the winner of Blades and Lewis will probably need to wait as well because John Jones will be in there. I'd like to see Alistair get a shot at the title. Straight up. That's it, you know. Let's move on to UFC Vegas 11. Um, I'm skipping this weekend's card because I need time off and just to relax for a weekend. And this is the card to skip, to be honest. Tiago Santos and Teixeira. They rescheduled. Sorry, I was changing lanes. They rescheduled and, uh, yeah, so there's not much on that card. But UFC Vegas 11 is stacked. Johnny Walker's fighting Ryan Spahn, so that's always going to be fun. Um, first one is Kamzat Chemeyev. He's fighting Gerald Mishart, and Gerald's a big step up in competition. John Phillips has a lot of fights under his name, but he was making his UFC debut. Reese McKee making his UFC debut. Not a lot of fights. So Gerald is a big step up in competition for um, Chemeyev. Now, keep in mind... Gerald shut down Duran Wynn, who's a great, fantastic D1 wrestler. I think he was an All-American and everything um, at UFC 248. The guy knows what he's doing. Now, is Duran Wynn as good of a wrestler as Chimaev? Probably not. Chimaev says he's Swiss, but he's actually Dagestani. And we know how those guys are when it comes to wrestling. So this is a big step up for Chimaev, and I'm interested to see if he can actually uh, rise to the occasion here and beat Gerald. I, I say Joe because I can't say his last name too well. 
Um, and Dana White then says if Shamea fights and wins against Gerald, he's fighting Damian Maya next, which, holy crap. Um, Damian Maya obviously beat Ben Askren, a great wrestler. This would be another great test for Maya, I guess. I don't know what Maya's doing at this point. He wanted Diego, and they're not giving him to him. So I don't know. Shamea and Maya, I like that fight a lot. It'd be fun to see. Cowboy Cerrone returns. Um, Cerrone is coming off of four straight losses, which hurts my heart because he's my all-time favorite fighter. But if you look a little bit more at it and you go back and look at who he fought, think about it. Tony Ferguson, Justin Gaethje, Conor McGregor, and Anthony Pettis. All four of those people have been or would have become champions. Interim champion, champion, that's the same thing. Let's be real. Cowboy fought a murderer's row. He tends to do well against these prospects. Think Alexander Hernandez. Um, he's fighting Nico Price. And I can see Cowboy getting out with a win this one. Uh, he's back at welterweight. I don't like it, but whatever. He's going to do what he's going to do. Because that's Woodley for you. I mean, that's Cowboy for you. He just fights the fight. That's what he does. Main event time, Colby Covington and Tyro Covington. And Tyron Woodley are finally fighting. Holy crap, this fight's been forever in the making. Covington was supposed to fight in Houston against Woodley, and the UFC didn't like that he wanted to wait a little bit because he needs to prepare for a title fight, which is fair. But yeah, so um, they're finally fighting if Tyron Woodley doesn't pull out, and I think he will. Uh, It's just a hunch, you know? And... This fight should have been made forever ago, but it's being made now. Uh, Woodley's obviously being thrown to the wolves again. I don't know what the UFC's vendetta against him is, but it's there. And he lost five rounds to Gilbert Burns, lost five rounds to Kamara Usman, back-to-back fights. Humiliated in both fights. And Covington's a very similar fighter to both those two. So I look for a very, very similar fight. Maybe the dog in, in Woodley will have him, you know, come out and fight differently. Who knows, though? Um, No telling what Tyron Woodley we will get. Covington, on the other hand, is coming off that amazing fight against Kamaru Usman where the two guys were like, no, we don't wrestle here. We we just strike. And they bang for UFC 245 is what it was. Um, He stuck to his guns being the heel. And I think he will always do that. You know, his first fight was a slobber knocker. And with the win, I think he'll get the winner of Burns and Usman. So, yeah. Anyways, guys, thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank you for the continued support. We will be back later tomorrow, actually, or today. Yeah, I'm, I'm dropping Surrey Man Freddy, Lithway interview, the first Lithway on the podcast. Thank God. Um, we got Ben Provisor coming on tomorrow as well, so you guys will enjoy that. He won at Wrestling Underground 1. I'm out. We're going to do some social media stuff, as you always know, and we'll see you later. Thanks again to everyone who listened to this episode. Please drop a sub and a review on your podcast um, app. It is great for the channel. You can also follow us on social media. Blaine Henry TFL and Fight Library underscore on Twitter. Instagram, you can follow us at Fight Library News for all, everything except for boxing, which is TFL Boxing. YouTube, the Fight Library. Facebook, the Fight Library. And the Fight Library Boxing. Twitch. Fight Library. Also check out the website fight-library.com where we post more than just what you hear here. 
Um, we have interviews from everywhere around the world in many different languages so you can get the best martial arts in the world. Also, don't forget to check out Swamp Stank, the best band in the world. Their new EP is out. They graduated from a single to EP. Their new EP, Swamp Stank, self-titled, is out on iTunes, Spotify, and anywhere else you listen to music. Anyways, thank you all for listening. I'm out. Later.